We are live. Good to see you today, my EOS friends. We have a fantastic show for you today. We have Bones here. He is from the Prospectors Project, which is a really cool new game that's coming on EOS, a massive multiplayer online real-time economic strategy game, which is going to kind of blow your mind when you start looking at how in-depth and fun this game is going to be this this is one there's one this is one of the few games that i'm looking at it like oh maybe i should get early and try to like take over the world here because this one looks fun uh, <laughs> so anyway uh bones welcome to the show go thank ahead and introduce yourself thank you man it's all it's awesome thanks for having me um it's it's an honor really to be on on your show i was just mentioning to you I've, I've seen all your shows and uh it's, it's an honor to be here, man. I'm, I'm actually uh, excited to be representing prospectors on your show because, uh, as you just said, it's, a, it's actually an awesome game, and I don't feel like it's, it's got a lot of uh, coverage yet, so I'm, I'm happy to be here uh, introducing it to everybody. Yeah, for sure. This game is, this game is super fun. I just uh, like dug pretty deep into it like I do before uh, all my interviews and was kind of uh, really amazed, actually, like, okay, this – like I said, this is one I might like try to get a little team together and, and go hard on this one. Uh, so as we start the show here, like always, what do you think the uh, most interesting thing in general EOS that's going on right now is? Man, right now, uh, you know, there's always so much stuff going on, but I guess, I guess with, uh, you know, we're now, we're now in May. So I guess we'd say, you know, June 1's coming up. Uh, it's now a month away. Rex just went live. Uh, you know, there's so many things going on, but I would say um, what I'm excited about is, uh, you know, just where all this stuff with gaming is going. And, um, you know, of course, I'm here representing a game, but all the other games, uh, what Mythical Games is doing, uh, you know, ITAM Games, uh, NFTs in general and this, where this is all going, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, huge. Yeah. And, Myth, yeah. And, and prospectors as well, <laughs> you know, prospectors, mythical yeah. ITAM, uh, Pixios has got some game stuff coming out. It's just like, yeah. and then, uh, I start to think a little bigger picture because I've got like a VR rig. So I start thinking of VR, like high fidelity and blockchain and all these games. And it's just, we're like kind of on the brink and the NFT tokens of this really immersive line blurring between reality, games, right. blockchain, like, yeah, it's, it's a crazy time, man. I love it. Exactly. And, you know, we're, 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 how Prospect just ties into that is it's, you know, it's, it's, you know, you could basically start a business in this game and it's, it's going to be, you know, you could see where this is all going in virtual reality where people are going to be having this whole, you know, sort of second life uh, happening, you know, in, yeah. in the game. It's awesome. Yeah, for sure. You know, I, I think about because uh, prospectors has to do with like gold mining and, and the whole ecosystem around that. And we'll get into an overview of prospectors, but it like initially makes me think of, uh, you know, like Brock Pierce and Brendan Bloomer and those dudes when they were mining gold in World of Warcraft and they, right. you know, they were and they were some of the first people and they set up these big businesses around World of Warcraft gold mining and then um, you know, became uh, where they are now. It's kind of a, it's an interesting start. There's some interesting synergy there for sure. Absolutely. I mean, those guys were kind of, uh, you know, pioneers. And, and then the fact that they're now kind of, you know, driving the, the ship, you know, it, it's really promising uh, for, for where uh, EOS is going, you know? Yeah, it's a wonderful time. And I'm headed out to June 1st. I'll be at the, uh, the event in Washington, D.C. So, um, oh, awesome! I, I hope to see you there, man. 
Oh, you'll be there too? Cool, yeah. Stuff, man. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait. Can't wait. Um, Rad, so let's let's dig into prospectors because this is just like too interesting to put off for very long. Um, why don't you give a brief overview of what the game is? So, yeah, um, basically, you know, it, it's sort of replicating the, the real economy of the 19th century gold rush. And so, you know, uh, and everything that goes along with that, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of ways to actually, you know, earn in the game. It's, it's not just about gold mining. It's about, you know, uh, you know it's that play to, the play to earn model that we've been, you know, hearing about is, is in full effect of this game, you know, and, um, you know, so there's, you know, multiple ways you can be earning in the game you could be you know looking for work you could be mining minerals you could be manufacturing things you could be trading uh goods and minerals and speculating um so there's really uh you know really it's not just about you know mining gold but it's uh you know it's really a, an economic strategy game so and as we were talking about before that like uh you know, joining forces with your friends it really encourages cooperation and working together which is one of the things that i, I really like about the game um, you know, sort of, sort of helping each other, help, helping others is the way we, you know, help ourselves, you know, sort of the mentality of linking up with other people and uh, working together for, you know, to just sort of grow your, grow your community within the game itself, you know, is, is really cool. And so just like the gold mining days, you know, there was, um, you know, more for fortunes were made by the, by the shopkeepers and the merchants than, than the actual gold miners themselves. So I think a lot of that will sort of carry over and, um, you know, uh, you know, the, the pick, you know, sell, selling the picks and shovels, so to speak, you know, will be, uh, will be, you know, I think one of the, one of the ways to prosper in the game. Um, and, and as you know, you know, some of, some of America's, you know, greatest industrials got their start in the gold rush. So it's like, uh, you know, businesses and fortunes will be made and, you know, it's, uh, it's, it'll be, it'll be fun to see, uh, see, see the game unfold. Yeah. So the, the game, the, the kind of the look of the game initially made me think of something like Age of Empires. So for people who haven't seen it, you can go online. There's some cool, uh, EOS, very cool, has a, um, a, a good overview of like some gameplay but it looks like kind of age empires from the top but then the strat the strategy and all that is obviously a lot different but um so how's the game start it sounds like people come yeah, over so on a ship of, and then go ahead yeah well, yeah you, i mean you sort you sort of just start by by looking at the the map right so um each player controls three workers right you, you sort of start by looking at the map um the map shows where your workers are and of course, you know, there's, uh, you know, if you want to move your workers around, uh, the, the further the distance they have to travel, the more time that it takes. Um, and what you're really looking at when you're looking at the map is you're, you're able to see, you know, buildings, you're able to see, you know, the available work that's happening in all the available lots, you're able to see um, the lot info, whether or not that lot is open, uh, available to rent, so to speak. Um, you're also able to see the actual resources that are above the ground. So when you look at the map, you're actually looking at trees and, and rocks and things. And those are useful items in the game. And those items are actual resources that you can sell for money. So I think that's one thing that's like unique about the game too, is it's basically like they're starting this game where they're like distributing these resources all over the map that are just there for the taking. So 
um, you know, a beginner player with with you know not a lot of money to spend, you could you could make your way in the game just by wandering around the map and gathering up resources and selling those resources for for gold. Um, you know, gold is the the in-game currency and it's used for all the you know economic processes. So um, you know, so the map shows you know trees and rocks, but then also um, what it's not showing is on each lot there's also underground resources iron clay coal and of course gold right so as you you know you move around the game board uh the map the world you uh you would then find a, a lot and could explore that lot and see which underground resources there is and then yeah you find a, a lot that has some good amount of resources and then you can rent that lot and then that lot belongs to you and you can basically uh you're free to set up whatever commercial enterprise you want to on that lot uh, whether it's like building a building or, or a mine or, you know, manufacturing uh, operation or whatever. And yeah, and then once you own that lot, you have the right to, um, you know, store things there. Um, there's like a storage on every lot. There's also sort of a, a jobs board where you can post up your work. So if you, you know, you need some materials moved from one lot to another, you can post up a job for that. Or if you need help building your building or your mine, you can, you know, post up a job board. You, you say how much you want to pay. And, and anybody who's playing the game can just, you know, uh, see your job posted up and they can come and work for you. And that's another way to earn in the game, you know, is uh, the, the jobs, you know. So, so there's a lot of ways that a player can come into the game and, and, and earn without having to, you know, s spend a bunch of money. You could basically go and help other people work and do jobs or collect resources um, and actually trade those resources on, on, an, on the open market. And so, um, yeah, so when you, when you actually do actually rent a lot, there's like, um, you know, three types of like buildings or, or commercial enterprises you can engage in. Um, extraction, which would be like uh, you know, mining something right out of the ground, the coal or the iron ore or gold, of course. Um, and with each of those, you could then build a mine. So then you're more efficient. You can be, you know, it's like a more commercial operation version of, of, of extracting those resources. Or you could do a processing building, which so you build like say a sawmill where then you're taking the, the trees and turning them into boards or girders, or uh, you build an iron furnace say where you're like melting down the iron ore into steel plates that could be used uh, in the manufacturing building. So that's, there's manufacturing, which would be like a tool shop, um, you know, sort of a, a cart factory is another one, you know, where you're, where you're taking the, the raw materials and you're assembling them into other finished products that can be sold. And all of those, all of those different types of buildings all produce something that can be sold in the open market. So whether you're, whether you're mining coal, you know, you need to sell that to say the iron furnace guy is going to need coal to keep his fire going, you know, right? Or, or if you're, you have a sawmill and you're making boards, everybody needs boards to boards to build, say the tool shop or build, build higher level buildings, you know? So it's like, no matter what type of, building or operation you have going, people need those resources. So um, they're all basically equally important, you know, um, you know, say, you know, you have a coal mine, it's not, a, not as sexy, but everybody needs coal. So it's like, just by starting a coal mine, you have a legit business within the game where you're going to have the iron furnace guys and the, the brick shop guys, they all need coal, right? So, you know, you can, uh, you can start all these different types of businesses and you're, you're an important part of the, the in-game economy, you know? Yeah, that's, that's, there's going to be all these holes to fill, especially initially all these holes right. to fill as far as like what businesses are needed. And it seems there'll probably be some sort of progression as to what 
sort of businesses are needed, it seems like. In the beginning, some will be needed more than others, but then as the economy, economy develops, there's probably uh, other businesses needed. What, what, how about like down the road? Is there like, uh, what businesses, are there second level businesses? Like, well, yeah, so what, what's that look like? Right. So all the all the businesses that you uh, that are available uh, at the beginning, they all can be upgraded. So basically, okay. they start with a with a level one building, right? So, um, you know, say uh, you know, and, and as you move on through the game, you'll continuously upgrade upgrade your business, and then you'll continually be able to build you know more and more things. You know, so um, yeah, there'll be you know you 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 know wherever you start, there'll be a continuous and there'll be a lot of development going on in the game. They they talk about things in the in the original white paper about railroads even. So I mean, you could tell they have a real long term vision and where the game is going and what could eventually be built. Um, I think really the sky's the limit. I think that you know the game could could go on indefinitely, and I think it could just they could just keep adding more and more levels to the buildings, and you're making more and more uh, you know complicated versions and goods and services that can you can sell. And um, yeah, I think that I think that they, there's a there's a lot of development still that that can happen to continuously improve the game, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder like how the monopolies and things like that start to play out. It's such like it's such a it's it, it seems like it's going to be such an interesting cutthroat environment of people trying to kind of uh, you know get the because if you're getting like a more advanced business and you can kind of get a head start and then you can kind of continue to stay ahead. Um, it'll be important for people to see where they can get or as fast as they can, basically. That, that, that's true. Um, but what I would say is I think they've done an, an amazing job at really making sure that there really is no type of unfair advantage. Like it's, they made it really difficult to actually even make any sort of monopoly, honestly, because, you know, if, if anybody sort of has any sort of, um, control over any one resource, there's, there's nothing stopping anyone else, you know, so the prices say get high for say tools, you know, say there wasn't a lot of tool shops and someone say has it, well then the, the price for tools high. So there's more incentive for more people to go build more tool shops. Mm -hmm. So because of the free market, I think it'll, it'll really balance itself out. And I think that, you know, they've, they've, they've really thought about, you know, so many things that, that, you know, like to, to make it so that there isn't a way to, to monopolize any of the, the in-game resources. I know during the beta, it was like there, there wasn't a lot of say stone, you know, and, and, you know, I, I think that the game, the developers were really responsive to people saying like, Hey, you know, people sort of picked up all these stone lots and sort of able, able to monopolize the, the stone, which is a really needed resource in the game. Right. So of course now they, they've spread the stone out everywhere. just like real life, there's stone everywhere and there's, there's trees everywhere and there's coal everywhere and there's iron ore everywhere. So it's like, you know, they, they've really uh, done a good job to really plan ahead and really make it sort of fair and fun. Um, even if you don't have a lot of money, that you can still go in the game and sort of uh, make your way in the world, so to speak, right? Like, you know, I, I like all the um, all the sort of, you know, ways that they've, they've sort of like mirrored the economy, you know, back back, you know, in the, the original Gold Rush days. So, like, you know, there was people who, who showed up with, with nothing but, you know, their backpack and a, and a gold pan and tried to make their way. And, you know, of course, a lot of those people, uh, you know, went broke. But, of course, then a lot of those people started businesses and started selling things to the miners. And, um, you know, the rest is history, so to speak. But, uh, you know, Levi Jeans, right? Like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, you know the, the picks and shovels, uh, 
was it Studebaker, right? He was he was making uh, wheelbarrows, right? And then went on to make an auto, you know, empire, right? So it's like, uh, it's kind of the same thing in the game. You like, um, you know, uh, you, you could start just by doing doing transport jobs. If you, if you didn't have a lot of money and didn't want to like make a big investment in the game, you could, you could theoretically work your way up, um, get some tools, build yourself a little shop and, you know, start from scratch and really, really make your way in the game and actually build a business. And what's cool about it is you're, you know, making real money and what, what, you know, this whole play to earn model, what I think that this game really is like doing, which is going to be such a game changer is like, you know, it enables like, you know, you know, people from anywhere in the world really to, to play this game with everybody else and still have a fair chance to really uh, make your way in the game and, and sort of build a business of, if that's what you're trying to do, you know, and it's, it's kind of fun for everybody in that respect. Yeah, that, that is cool. So let's like, let's dig into those, those tokenomics just a little bit. It sounds like, so let's say the way to keep someone from having a monopoly is to keep them from controlling, let's say all the stone. And so what they do is they spread that stone over, you know, thousands of plots. You're not going to be able to get all the stone. Exactly. Um, so any, so if someone, uh, you know, someone new to the game, walks in with just their backpack, like you're saying, and they start, they can find a plot, they can start mining stone basically, and then go in and selling that. Uh, and then there's this guy, let's say that he's been already mining stone for a few months and he has a, like a stone factory or something. So he's mining a little bit more stone. He's mining obviously more stone than this guy. Uh, when those two go to sell it, it's going on to like an open exchange or how's that? What's that look like? Exactly. So there, there's a, there's like a marketplace in the game for, for all of the, all of the resources from the raw resources to the, to the manufactured resources, to the actual finished products. And so, um, you know, I guess to, to your, to your example, yeah, the guy who's got say an iron ore mine, he's going to be mining more efficiently than the guy who's picking, picking up iron ore off the ground with his, with his bare hands. So he can probably afford to sell it at a better price. He's probably more efficient. Um, and so, you know, and that's the free market and, and that's kind of the same with, with all the different things in the game, you know, like a, a beginner player can walk around and, and um, you know, collect trees and, and sell trees, but uh, you know, sell them to the to the sawmill who's gonna um, process them into boards or girders or beams or whatever. And um, you know, they all can then sell them on the open market. And so, of course, yeah, the, the the more advanced building you have is going to allow you to be more efficient, hire more workers. Um, you know, you get more people making products for you. You're gonna have more products to sell. Um, so, but the, but the free market really comes into play and really balances out all these sort of market forces and kind of, kind of just like in real life, kind of, kind of makes it, you know, sort of fair for everybody to get their foot in the door. Um, if you can collect the material off the ground, you can sell that material. So if you can have a competitive price to sell that material, um, people will buy it from you instead. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Because see, I'm thinking that, uh, because so as, as a like as a factory gets bigger, they're gonna need to also they're gonna have more overhead. It sounds like they're gonna have workers and things that need to be employed, so right. they can't. So they're not gonna be able to just get bigger and then drive the price down Absolutely. to drive small people out of the market because they can't drive the price down all the way because um, 
Exactly. They have to pay for workers. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and, that's and, so cool. And the, and the cost of building that building. So you figure, you know, it's just like real life. And this is what, what's cool about the game too, is it sort of teaches a lot of basic um, sort of business skills. Like I could see this being a, a benefit to sort of, a, you know, maybe a younger person who's just learning about, you know, market economics or, or accounting. Um, because basically, yeah, like it, it can get, as you, as you noted, it can get really involved, right? Like the game's pretty involved. When you want to build a building, there's a lot of things that go in a lot of these raw materials how much of those raw materials cost you how many hours of labor do you add into it and you got to kind of factor in all those things to know like how much you should actually be selling that item to actually be turning a profit you know you don't want to be like wasting your time basically you know and so there's a there's a lot of uh, sort of accounting things to be taking note of when you're as you're progressing in the game of, of what what that item really costs you and how much you should really be selling it for what is the fair market price of an item because maybe the the cost that it made, took you to produce that item it, it might take someone else a little less to produce that item and maybe they can afford to sell it a little cheaper you know and so yeah there's there's a lot of forces at play that sort of uh that sort of will dictate what the free market will decide is, is the fair value for all the goods and services you know throughout the game you know yeah well i'm a, i'm an economics major so i i love oh, really? thinking yeah i love thinking through that type of stuff but uh you know one of the things that um you're talking about the learning here. It's like the real, this real world learning, real world experience. I mean, slash video game experience. But uh, but that experience is so invaluable. That's something that you know a lot of our education system is is missing is real practical knowledge about business and th and money and Absolutely. things of that nature. And so and that that is that is a really cool angle. And I see it being really useful because um because so many people play video games these days. So many right. uh you know, especially the the young kids are coming up and they are learning a lot from video games and you know not progressively less from school and more from like in-game right. things. Um you know, a lot of the, like, a, like half the millionaires I know came from some sort of like video game angle at this point, you know, and they, <laughs> they, they grow up, you know, and they, now then they say, they look back and they say, yeah, like the stuff that I made money on was the stuff that my parents were, and, and people were telling me not to do, I was wasting my time, you know, and it's like, right. it ends up, it ends up having this, uh, anyway, so video games are, uh, not the waste of time that people thought they were. And also there's angles like this where they start to teach these really important principles. So it's pretty cool to, to see that. It's, it really is like sort of a game changer because, you know, like, you know, going back to when we were growing up, you know, a lot of the, a lot of, a lot of the video games were, were sort of like, you know, just sort of, you know, wasting time or whatever, you know, where now you're really, you really have these like educational tools. And I mean, I know you brought up VR earlier and I, I don't know if you saw that, that video, but you can see that basically where it's going with education, you know, where, where you're going to see like these games become more and more used as tools. And so Prospectors is awesome because like, you know, you're going to have like not only the tools to be able to like teach people how to you know basically run a business or how the free market works but then you're actually able to earn real money while you're doing it it's not like just wasting your time you're putting in all these hours playing a game but you're actually kind of sort of building a little in the game that's actually theoretically producing real money i mean you're, you're earning gold in the game and that game or that gold can be you know, right within the game, transferred to PGL tokens, which are traded on on exchanges. Um, so it's it's cool how this is all linking back to the, you know this whole again play to earn model and how you can have fun and play a game, but also actually be potentially earning real money while you're doing it. It's a it's a game changer, really. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's dig into that process right there a little bit. So the the gold is the in game currency, and then how's that? How let's let's go from in game currency to sure. like. Uh, US dollars you. in your bank account. 
I, I got gotcha. you. So yeah, and, and it's the same. It's the, it's the same from U.S. College or Bangkok to play the game, right? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna uh, take your you're gonna take your EOS and you're gonna buy some PGL. I think it's on New Dex and probably a few other exchanges. When you start the game, you're gonna enter the game world with your PGL and you're gonna you're gonna turn that PGL into some gold. Or I mean, you could start the game from scratch with 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 no money probably and and earn some gold and take your gold that you earn in the game and and. You know, I think right within the game now, you're able to exchange the the gold that you earned in the game for PGL tokens, um, and those tokens are traded right on Nudex. So if you you're, you're playing the game and you do a bunch of transport work, or you do some construction work and you earn some gold, or you sell some coal or sell some trees, hustle trees, you're you know you're earning gold, and that gold can just be transferred right into PGL, and that PGL can be traded right on an exchange like Nudex for EOS, which you know, now depending on where what your fiat on off ramp is, you're, you're you can turn that right back into U.S. dollars. So um, yeah, it's actually pretty easy to to get get your gold in the game or get your gold out of the game, so to speak. You know. Yeah, that that's a cool. I mean, that that kind of fluid transition between real world money and uh, or real world crypto and and in game items is it's it's cool. That's a real that's. We haven't actually seen. I don't can't think of a good example of of, a, of that being a real fluid thing yet. As far as like game, you know, yeah. earning within game and turning it into real crypto, real no, money. No, that's that's true, and and I I really think that you know prospectors will be one of the first because um, you know the game comes out just in June. You know, the end of June is when the actual launch is scheduled. And um, if, if it's not the first, it will be, you know, one of the first that you can start the game, start a game with no money. You know, obviously there's, you know, the casino, all these casino dApps are sort of first. And now you're seeing all these real games starting to be developed where, where it's not, you know, show up and gamble, it's show up and play the game and potentially earn these NFTs in the game that you can then sell for real money. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so, so that, I know you had talked about, um, you know, getting a little head start. So I guess I'll, I'll use this opportunity to bring it up. There's, um, there's an auction going on right now for assets in the game. Um, you can go on, you know, the prospector's website. There's a link right to the, right to the auction from there. And basically you're using um, the PGL tokens, which again, you can just buy right on, on new decks to sort of bid for tool packs um, or entire buildings. Even there's, there's sets that they're auctioning off, which allow you to start the game with everything you need to build an entire building, which is really cool. So, um, cause as you can imagine, you, know, you show up in the world, if there wasn't any buildings, like where would the tools come from? So some people have to start the game with, with some infrastructure, uh, already being built. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, like you can, you can go on the auction right now. I think there's a, a set they're calling the beginner set, which is, um, sort of a, a set of a, an assortment of tools, one of every tool. Basically there is a, um, a researcher set, which comes with, a you know, a gold pan and a, and a pickaxe, I think, which, which allows you to go explore the, the different lots and try to find, find a gold lot to rent if that's your, if that's your thing. Um, there's also uh, what they call a speculator set, which is a set of 50 tools. So you could basically start the game and immediately be selling tools um, okay. or just have, have yourself a, a grip of tools to be, you know, trading with other players or have a head start in building or, or whatever. And then, like I said, the building set, which is actually, pretty amazing because it takes a long time to sort of gather up all the materials you need to build a building, right? You need to get the right tools, you need to get the right materials. So if you were starting the game from scratch, you would need to, you know, gather all the stone, gather all the trees, you know, 
buy some nails from the from the iron furnace worker, you know, but but by buying an entire building set, you're able to actually just start the game with the the entire amount of supplies that you would need to build that building. And so then you're just it's just a matter of time, right? You got your workers that you start the game with, you got your three workers, you can then begin constructing the the building with your workers, or you could set up set up work order and start hiring some of your friends to come help you whip up your building. And then, you know, work it out with them, you know, be paying them, but also, you know, and that's where the cooperation thing comes in too, because, you know, it's really about like, you know, having a group of people to sort of help each other out, right? You know, your friends can work for you, you know, maybe you'll, you'll hook them up with some tools at a discount, maybe when your building's done or, or some, you know, some wood or whatever to help them build their building. And um, that's one of the, one of the cool things I think about the games, the, the aspect of, you know, really like sort of working, working together with, with your neighbors or just anybody in the game, you know? Cool. I was sort of uh, I was sort of recruited by the, this group of dudes, you know, during the the beta, you know, and we all helped each other out. And these, you know, I was working with people from all over the world. And then, you know, we, we have our own little. You know, you start your group on Telegram, right? And then you, you have you start your own little like community of people that are sort of, you know, an alliance, so to speak, of people working together, helping each other out, all for the common goal of, you know, making it further in the game. Nice. Well, if anyone's listening to this uh, and is getting ambitious. Hit me up. Let's uh, let's get a little Telegram group and let's get some let's get some alliance going. A prospector alliance, the uh, the EOS Absolutely. podcast alliance. You're more than welcome to come join ours too, man. I love. There you to go. See. If you need any help in the game, by all means, ask me, man. I I I, I got I got you, bro. I'll help you out, man. You need, all right, you need cool. I'm your guy. Yeah. All right. Well, then then maybe I'll just hop on your alliance and in, in, oh, in there and see what's going on. I like that. Exactly. Um, We'll be the uh, we'll be the Rockefellers of of the <laughs> we'll be the Illuminati of the uh, of the of the prospectors yeah. world. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a few already. There's a few um, that, that just that I've, I've heard people talking about. I think there's a few people, and I've I've seen people pop up in the Telegram. You know, you know who's got a union going, and people are sort of starting their own groups on on Discord or whatever. You know. And uh, it's cool. It's cool to see, you know, and just similar to how, how all of our little community sort of start. I'm sure you're, you're involved in a handful on, on Telegram. You know, you have mm-hmm. your sort of groups that you're in. That's kind of like your your groups, you know, your guys, your community, you know, your, your people that you're bouncing info back and forth with whatever. And um, so, yeah, it's cool to see how these groups sort of spring up. And, and within now this game, there, there's sort of communities that are specifically going to be working together in the game. And I love to see that, you know. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, tell the tell the uh, developers that I want to start a uh, central bank in the, uh, in, in the game. They mentioned that. Dude, they, they mentioned that in the, in the original white paper. You know, and, you, know and, and you can see where that's going, right? So, uh-huh. like, there's going to be, you know, like someone comes in the game and they want to, uh, they want to start, start building the building, but they don't have the funds. Well, there's going to be a place for you to borrow funds. And I, I can't speak too much to that. I have no idea how that's all going to work out. But I do remember the original white paper, them actually mentioning, um, a bank. And so the other thing that they, they talk about in the white paper, which I find really interesting is, um, you know, of course, like we've been talking about the, the alliances or, or, you know, they mentioned unions, you know, right, which is just sort of basically like, you know, a unity of players with the aim of, of cooperating for mutual benefit. They also sort of talk about co- forming commercial organizations, um, which is essentially like a private company that you're starting within the game where, where a group of players can essentially you know, band together and, 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 you know, pool resources or, or make a joint account. I'm not sure how, how it'll work with, you know, whether it's multi-sig account or whatever, but have accounts that sort of multiple players can access and, um, you know, allow, allow other people to kind of join the organization and, uh, you know, build it as like a, 
you know, a business, basically like a private business where you're, you could then be, you know, starting, you know, your own sort of little empire with a, with a group of people within the game, you know? Yeah, that's good. That is, it's like they set this, they, they kind of set the game free um, at these beginning stages, but as it progresses, like you're saying, the, the future is, is kind of unlimited. Do they, have they thought about it? Like them changing uh, ages you know, or like, you know, changing time periods at like a few years down the road or is that? Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard anything about that, but that's a really good question. And um, like I said, uh, in the, in the original white paper, they did actually mention railroads. So it, it almost does seem like there's a plan to sort of progress the, the technologies within the mm-hmm. game. Um, but yeah, it definitely starts out pretty rudimentary and, um, you know, just very basic, but, um, yeah, I think that the game development will continue. And, and as far as the game development, um, so, you know, like going back to, uh, you know, renting a lot, right? So there's, um, there's what they call the state, right? Is, is sort of like um, the organization that, that uh, you know, it's actually a DAO. It's a decentralized autonomous organization, right? That um, will, will actually sort of collect the, the funds. And there's, there's, there's you know, a, a number of different funds that they've actually, that, the, that will be set up, like a fund of, of new lots, like to expand the game. Uh, once, once more and more players come into the game, they'll need to eventually just keep expanding the, the map. <clears throat> so they'll, they'll, have, they'll, keep, they'll keep reintroducing that money back into the game by making more gold and more resources in all those additional lots. There's also like um, going to be one fund set up specifically for staking. So, um, you know, rewards for, for staking your PGL, of course. And then the other, you know, and, and a lot specifically will be uh, a fund will be for development of the game, and all of this will sort of be um, run by the, um, the 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 token holders. So the, the token holders will, will will act as a, a board of council. So it's a lot like EOS, right? So the, the more tokens you hold, the more um, sort of voting weight uh, you have. So the, by by participating in the you know, the, the in-game sort of governance by holding a lot of tokens, you actually have a weight and can sort of vote and, and have a say in the future development of the game and, and um, you know, uh, where the development is going and actually, you know, have, have, a, have a stake to, to vote and to say what you think should happen with the development of the game. If you're a large token holder and you've been investing, you know, in the, in, in the game and, and holding on to the token and staking that token. So not only will you be rewarded with, you know, uh, staking rewards, but you'll also sort of have a part in actually what, what you were just suggesting, right? Like, where's the game going to go? You know, it's actually the token holders are going to get to decide that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, that, that is really cool. I mean, the, the, that's one of the, so when you think of a game like World of Warcraft, one of like the big drawbacks was people would be really frustrated with the direction of the game or the updates. And some of the updates, people would lose items or they didn't like the updates. And, you know, that that was like one of the big, big frustrations Mm -hmm. with, 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 right when changes happen to to massive multiplayer games. But, uh, but if the token holders have a say in it, and uh, they're not losing items because the blockchain's there to enforce that, you know, that, that, that fixes some of the, those like kind of pain points for massive multiplayer as it stands. Right. And I think that on that same note, I think that in, in part of, part of the birth of this whole like NFT sort of movement, right? Like those exact issues that you just brought up um, have, have, have been, you know, talked about for a while. And so like now, like, 
prospectors, you'll when you when you buy an item in the game, you own that item, and it will be you know similar to these other games where you know you have ownership of that NFT and it's secured on the blockchain as your own item. So there's nothing the game can sort of do to to, to sort of you know take away your item, right? Um, of course, like you know things like the lot, you're actually like paying rent on your lot, right? So you pay that rent, that rent goes to the state, right? And of course you have to continuously sort of pay that rent when the rent when the rent is due, right? Just like just like real life, right? They're gonna come, you know, you don't pay your taxes, they'll come seize your property or whatever, right? So in the game if um if you don't, you know, pay your taxes, they can then confiscate your property, right? And everything that's on that lot, they can then will actually go to auction, right? Um, but the items that you actually own um, that you've earned in the game or say the tools or the materials um, those are your items to, to, to own and control and do with what you want and sell and so um, yeah I think that that's that's one thing that's unique about you know where, where this is all going is the, is the ability to actually own you know unique ownership that's secured by the blockchain you know and yeah and, uh, they have their own sort of version version of NXT so so I know with like um, you know, uh, mythical games and, you know, the, and scatter set up the D goods marketplace. Right. Well, so I think the, the, it's called simple, simple goods. Uh, the simple, simple marketplace is simple, simple assets. assets. Simple, simple assets. assets. Yeah. yeah. That's, that was undeveloped, I believe by, um, I think it's crypto lions is mm -hmm. the, is the black producer who, who's been, um, was working on that. And I think the deal was they were already working on that when, um, digital goods was, 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 um, starting to be proposed. So I think that they just continued making their own uh, sort of version. But um, yeah, so the simple assets marketplace will be um, where you could basically um, take those NFTs that you've um, earned in the game and, and sell them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I actually had a, uh, a talk with uh, Crypto Lions about simple assets and there it's kind of a, uh, you know, there's a pivotal time in the NFT uh, development right now because uh, ITAM Games has their own standard. Uh, mythical games has their own standard then right. there's d goods and there's also simple assets actually i think right. mythical games is d goods, d -goods um, yes. so d goods simple assets and ITAM. itam i think there was some talk about itam using the d goods standard but then that wasn't and, and, and i'm not sure if they're working on that or if they're developing their own or what but yeah you're right and obviously it would it, it would it will be beneficial in the future if they can all be sort of working together or create a standards that they're you know, sort of interchangeable. But yeah. um, as for now, like you said, it is the um, the simple assets that uh, prospectors will be utilizing. Yeah, in the uh, in simple assets, the way that I understand it, just to be, if someone wants to dig deep, go listen to the Simple Assets podcast. But uh, simple assets has the most ownership over an item, so that you know they they've taken it to the furthest the oh, furthest really? level of, of, of non-fungible tokens. There's some nuanced differences um, that, that make a difference as far as the ownership goes. Uh, and man, I, I don't have it on the top of my head, but go check that out because, uh, yeah. because there is a difference between these NFTs and how they function. Um, so anyway, uh, something to look yeah. into. That's great info. I actually didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so with NFTs in the game, uh, the are they planning on maybe some artwork or things like that within items or is that do no, you know so they're, they're, like i said there's a marketplace within the game um um you know there's sort of a, just a tab that opens up sort of the marketplace where then you have you have the option that it's and it's basically just all, all the different types of items in the game and like i said there's the they're, they're kind of separated into the different um 
sort of where, you know, the, the raw materials are, are separate from, say, the finished goods, you know. And, and like I said, they all have, they all have a use, you know. There, there, there isn't any that are really any more or less important. So that's what's kind of cool, too, is like, you know, um, you know, everybody need, everybody's going to need tools in the game. But in order to make tools, you still need, um, you know, wood for the handles and you still need, you know, the iron plate to, to make the make the tool out of, right? So in order to get that, you still need the, the iron ore mine or, or you need the, the sawmill to be cutting the boards. So it's like it, it really all ties together. They, they've done a great job of really making sure that all the various sort of uh, enterprises are all sort of necessary and they all work together. Uh, to make all the different various goods, right? So that, that, that that's really cool. I mean, they, they did really have done a great job of really, the, the economy itself and, and how, how it works in the game is like, I feel like um, what will make the game successful, you know? Because it really has to work and, and really like eliminating advantages from sort of the, the, the like sort of buy your way to win sort of mentality like a lot of games have where, you know, it's kind of not fun if, you know, the guy who comes in with not as much money just doesn't have a chance to sort of play the game or compete. Um, you know, I think they've really done a lot to sort of eliminate that and make it really fun and, and fair for everybody at every level to come in and, and sort of play the game and, and have a chance to sort of build your own little niche within the game where you can actually make money, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that game, that game dynamic is hugely important. So it's good. They took that into account. I mean, but it's, 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 it's part of video game design is this idea that if you're behind, there is a chance to catch up because if not, then, then no one's going to play from behind. They just aren't going to play. So, exactly. you know, an easy example, something like a Mario Kart. If you're in eighth place, then you keep getting like red turtle shells and you keep getting the lightning bolt. You get your car goes a little faster. You know, you have a chance to keep playing. You don't you get an eighth place in Mario Kart. You keep playing because uh, you're getting better stuff. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, makeup makeup logic's important. It, it doesn't have to be makeup logic, but uh, but the chance for someone who's just starting out to 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 um, be able to play competitively is important for sure. So, sure. Yeah. Um, I have a oh so there is a there is an initial start. I guess it's June in June at some point. And how's that initial yes. launch going to be? What's that look like? So the, the, the tentative date for the launch is June 29th. Um, they've actually issued what they're calling um, a golden ticket. And okay. um, it actually allows people into the game um, a few days early. And actually, we have um, a small handful of golden tickets that we're going to give away to you that Ooh. you can sort of give away to your um, community and, and sort of meet up with all your friends in there, get everybody in early, get you guys all, all able to walk around, check out the game game world and uh, sort of stake your claim, find a good spot. Because, yeah, of course, it helps to kind of be set up near your friends, you know. Um, you kind of pick an area of the map where, you know, you're kind of close. Because, you know, it takes time to walk back and forth. So, of course, the closer you are to your friends, um, the quicker it is to transport goods back and forth. And you're, you're almost sort of starting your own little sort of town in the game, right? Because, you know, your friend might have the sawmill and you might have the iron furnace and another person's going to have the, the, the coal mine. So, of course, by all everybody setting up kind of near each other is, is of course, beneficial. So um, the golden ticket is an NFT. It's actually available right now. You can go buy it. Um, uh, I think they're right now. It's up to thirty PGL. It's been it's been raising incrementally. Um, but um, yeah, anybody who wants, you can go go right on prospectors.io, uh, buy a buy the NFT golden ticket. They're calling it. It uh, it enables you to get into the game three days 
early before everyone else. And um, yeah, we're going to have a handful of those for you to give away to your people. So um, yeah, however you want to uh, make a contest or whatever you're going to do and uh, distribute those out to your, your community, your followers. I actually um, know exactly what I'm going to do. So uh, everyone listen up here, <laughs> my podcast friends. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm going to start a Telegram channel. Uh, contact, just DM me. Um, and we'll get in a telegram channel uh, DM me with your idea of of what you want to do with with your golden ticket like what you want to mine or or what part of the community you want to be and uh, then we'll get a little we'll get a little telegram group together and then it will mer will uh, cooperate with uh, bones's bones's team here but so yeah, the yeah. Uh, DM me with what business you want to start and and whatever idea you have for us to uh, push forward a little community and uh, we'll get you a free golden ticket from uh, from Bones. So, um, and uh, yeah, so DM me. It's as easy as that. But have an idea when you DM me. Don't just DM me and say I want a golden ticket. DM me. Tell me what you're starting and what we're gonna do together. <laughs> It'll yeah. be fun. Great idea, man. Yeah, and then we got Bones. Uh, you know, as a as a support team with us too. So we'll we'll team up with him down as we get started too, so. Yeah, by all means, man, if anybody has any questions, you know, I'm, I'm around, I'm on Telegram, hit me up, um, it's all about helping each other out, you know, and, and like For you sure. said, you know, you, you start your sort of uh, alliance, and uh, work with our alliance, you know, all the alliances that work together, it's it's uh, it's a work together sort of thing, you know, that's, yeah. that's what encourages, and that's what's, you know, that's what's so cool about it. That's right. You know, uh, actually I have a, a kind of interesting question about the economy because so th we talked a whole bunch about like the whole surrounding economy but at the heart of this is is gold mining just in the same way right. that at the heart of you know the gold rush was gold mining all the pickaxes and everyone got you know it's a the famous story about everyone getting rich selling the pickaxes to the gold miners but sure. there was still the gold miners and the reason they were mining was because there was a chance of striking it rich striking so these rich. yeah so these are like the kind of these the kind of crazy people who are like i'm gonna either go broke or you yeah. know yeah exactly so uh so what is there so there's definitely that mentality and, and and it's funny because when we were when we were uh testing the game um you know there is like that sort of uh, what do they call it gold fever right like, uh, you know, everything changes all of a sudden once once you got that gold pan and, and you start seeing, you know, gold coming out of the ground, it definitely, like, it hits you. You get a little bit of a bug, and, and it's exciting. And it's strange. The game itself is strangely addicting for, for you know, for not having a ton of action or graphics. It, it's 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 totally addicting because, you, you know, you, once you start building something, you really, you really want to see it through, and you really, like – uh, you know, once you see that gold coming or people getting gold, you really see people like, oh man, I, I really need to, you know, you, you feel that like sense of urgency of like wanting to hustle, want to get your hustle on, right? <laughs> and, uh, and that's what I think is cool too, is like, you know, it sort of um, plays, play, you know, kind of, kind of get a little philosophical here. It kind of, kind of, kind of plays on some of the, some of the sort of primal instincts of a person, right? You, you everybody's sort of like, you know, bartering in general, right? Um, and just collecting goods in, in general, right? You, you can sort of um, see how it could be, you know, sort of addicting to sort of want to gather up all your materials and be bartering, you know, because you could make, make your way in the game just from sort of being a trader, being a, a barterer of sorts. Um, it's a free market. So basically, you know, if you're, if you're playing the coal game, you could be paying attention to, say, the, the price of coal or, or the, uh, the price of trees or whatever it is um, and be, you know, uh, just hustling trees. You could be buying trees when someone's selling them for cheap and, and then reselling them for more expensive. You could be gathering trees off lots that are that are open 
and then just selling those on the open market and then taking that profit and buying uh, some iron ore and hustling that on the open market. So it's, it's, it's definitely like there's the aspect of, of just, you know, bartering and trading in general, which I think is just, you know, goes back to the beginning of time of, of people wanting to, you know, gather and people wanting to, to barter goods and services with each other, right? And so it, it really touches on that sort of, um, you know, primal instinct of, of humans in general to want to um, sort of trade and engage in commerce with each other. And it also sort of touches on um, the sort of aspect of, you know, I think people inherently want to um, be in a community or sort of like work together, right? We're sort of drawn together and, and want to say, you know, how, how can we, how can we work together to sort of help each other, right? And, you know, and, and it's similar to you see like in a lot of these games now where, um, you know, like, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I'm not really a big gamer, but, you know, from what I've heard, you know, people play, play Fortnite and they, they, they sort of gather there. They're like, hang out. They, they just want to meet up in the game and hang out. It's not even just about, you know, shooting people. It's about like hanging out and, and doing it, doing dances or whatever. Right. You know, like, you know, trading, trading skins or, or whatever they do, you know? And so I think that this game really sort of nails it because it sort of encourages sort of like building a community. You want to kind of go in there and hang out with your friends. And there is actually a chat in the game now as well. They cool. just implemented that since the, since the beta as well. But, um, yeah, like like just getting people together, you form your little community, which is I think what people want to do when they when they get in a game anyway, is sort of interact with people and kind of just hang out with your friends and then also take part in this sort of bartering and this trading of goods that are, you know, hey, you got some trees, uh, I need some trees, I got some iron ore, you might need some iron ore, you know, and sort of figuring out how you can help your neighbor and what they can do to help you and, uh, you know, how, how it can all work together. And I think they nailed it. Yeah. I think you know, those sort of human aspects of i mean it's like the human aspect is like is is the free market it's interesting to see like when you just say it's a free market and then let people go like all of a sudden all these human interactions pop up kind of almost organically and it's it's a little bit of a testament to the power of the free of free markets and in markets in general as this tool for human interaction we naturally interact and and you know there's there's uh, all kinds of interesting things that start happening so yeah it is cool to think of that so is there is there some veins of gold or some giant gold nuggets or is oh, there some so sort of thing for the gamblers oh man there's there's there is the 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 mother load so to speak um <laughs> i remember i remember uh i remember in the beta like you know because people are sort of in the chat and everyone's kind of like you know, comparing, well, how, how much gold are you getting out of this lot? You know, because of course it varies, it's just like real life, right? So, you know, you, you might find a, a spot and you got to mine it for a minute. And that's why they sell, um, or what they're, what they're auctioning off, calling it the, the researcher set. So you can, you can basically research a couple different lots and see how much gold is there basically, because all the lots contain different amounts of gold. And, and even the developers don't know what's on these lots, right? Because of course that would be an unfair advantage. So nobody really knows it's not unlocked in the, on the blockchain until a player physically goes to that spot, pulls out their gold pan and their, their pickaxe. They, they, uh, you know, do some prospecting and, uh, then you can, you can sort of make a, uh, an assessment of, of how much gold is on that lot and whether it's worth it to rent that lot or, you know, go all out and build a gold mine on that lot and actually, you know, start extracting gold at a commercial level. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's really fun to see because um, everyone was sort of comparing, you know, how, how much, how much gold they were getting, you know, and of course, like someone will pop in and, and be like, you know, I was, I was getting a, a you know, the mother load of gold, you know, and, and, and everybody starts getting excited about it, you know, so they've definitely sort of planted, uh, you know, little, little eggs of, uh, of, you know, the, the, 
you know the, the massive sort of gold strikes they're there they're in the in the ground somewhere in the game which is which is cool too you know like somewhere on that on that game board on that game world map there's there's plots that are going to contain a crap load of gold which is real money in the real world right you can sell those for pgl you can sell for eos now you're selling them for back to fiat currency if that's your if that's what you're trying to do but um, yeah, they, they've they've planted the seeds there, and they're there for the taking, which is which is kind of cool, you know. And anybody could find it, you know. Anybody with a with a gold pan and a and a pickaxe could could get lucky and um and 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 research that spot and find that that gold vein, like you're talking about. That's uh that makes it that's like hitting the striking it rich, so to speak. Yeah, you know the the underlying incentive, kind of the heart and driver of the whole game, the thing that kind of keeps it going, is that is that chance of people striking gold somewhere you know that's the that's what the that's what the whole economy is kind of built on is like these people out there the people are out there exploring trying to get rich um and then and then all the more conservative people slowly making money off the people who are trying to get rich just so. like the just like the real gold gold rush though right yeah. i mean um you know something like uh you know 40,000 people 1848 40,000 people left for, for northern california with, with a you know with the dreams of striking a rich and something like only five percent of them actually became gold miners and, and less than one percent of them ever actually made a fortune in gold you know uh -huh. so, but but that that driver that economic driver of there's gold there's a chance of gold sprung this whole economy where you know there were fortunes made and as we talked about earlier you know you got you know, Levi's jeans, right? That's still a still a company today. They got their start by selling jeans to gold miners, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, Wells Fargo, right? You know, you got these companies that are, you know, that got their start basically uh, by by setting up and taking advantage of this economy that all sprung up over uh, over a discovery at uh, Sutter's Mills in California, right? Yeah. You know, what's interesting overall about this project is that we talked in the beginning of the show about blurring the lines between the physical world and, and the computer world or the blockchain and VR and all this. Uh, but what they're possibly touching on here is the same, the same set of human emotions, same set of human incentives uh, for the first time kind of within a video game because because um, there wasn't this like analog to the real world before that was necessarily possible without blockchain and without kind of the technology where it's at, without video games where they're at, without blockchain. But now you can take almost all of the same human emotions and incentives that were present in the actual gold rush and throw them into a game and see what happens. You know, it's like, it, 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 it's, it's a pretty cool experiment. And it will, and it will work. And I've I've seen it. You know, even just just from playing the beta, you know, you see you see these glimpses of you know where, where people are really excited about it. And that's how I really knew like this game is going to work. It's going to be a success because when there was no money to you know it was all just um, you know during the beta test the, the tokens weren't real. You couldn't actually take them out of the game. Yet people were were really going hard and really committed to trying to make it work. You know, and so just that just seeing that happen, you know, really made me realize that. The game will, will get traction because they've done such a good job, but also because, like you said, it really touches upon those, those same uh, sort of human emotions that that are you know that will drive and build an economy, right? So and 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 it will it will work, and and the game will will catch traction for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's like they just took an idea that's basically been proven. There's people getting in wagons and driving, you know, and going yeah, for three yeah, months. Yeah, and they were dying on a three-month journey 
for this yeah. these incentives. So like clearly the incentive structure is is there. So it's yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> right. pretty cool. Yeah, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh, man. The same emotional drivers that that uh, that drove people to you know get on a ship and sail all the way around you know Cape Horn all you know on these huge long arduous journeys or like you said on a covered wagon mm-hmm. across across America where you're like risking your risking your life basically um, all all in the pursuit of you know this uh, you know shiny metal rock gold yeah. you know that that uh, people have valued since the beginning of you know beginning of human civilization basically you know. And now we've got digital gold. So absolutely, <laughs> that's a, what a what a shift. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot better. More better. It's a lot better for the environment. Yeah, exactly. Huh? <laughs> cool, man. Well, I can't wait to I can't wait to get started. Um, and a reminder to people to uh, DM me in Telegram. I'm actually going to uh, Yosemite uh, this week, so for a few days. So if I don't get back to you on your DM. Um, I'll, I'll get back to you. Don't worry about that. But uh, let's start a little clan. Yeah, you got to start a little group, man. You got to start a little alliance, the, uh, the, the Happy Money Man Alliance, uh, and, uh, and uh, build it up. Sounds cool. Um, and, uh, oh, you know, I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, actually, why don't, what's, you've got the art on the wall behind you, and I think you do, you do glass blowing and stuff, right? I, I do, man. I'm, I'm a glass, glass artist by trade. Um, I just recently started a little site, EOSArt.io. I'm making some, uh, some, you know, chestahedron based art and, uh, yeah, man, I, I've, uh, I've, I've loved making art for the community, you know, and I've, I've, I've up until now too, been able to only trade my art for EOS. So I basically work for, work for bandwidth. Yeah. I work for network, I work for network resources. So, uh, yeah, I, uh, if you're interested in, in uh, checking out any of my glass, go check it out, man. Thanks. Thanks for the plug on that. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, and it's, it's killer stuff. And I love the Chestahedron. I, uh, I just got to see uh, Frank Chester, the dude who invented oh, the Chestahedron. Oh, man. Yeah I, got, jealous, man. yeah, I got to meet him and have him go through the whole how he invented, you know, invented this shape, which is wild. Uh, there yes. wasn't a, um, a seven-sided, equal-sided shape. People didn't know about it. You know, people know about squares and triangles and these shapes that, uh, you know, have equal sides, but no one knew about the chestahedron until he discovered it, which is pretty wild, you know, to go this, this far along without knowing about a shape. So, um, anyway, chestahedron is so cool. So cool. I I got to, I got to watch it online. Thank goodness. Because I was, I was, I was really wanting to make it out there. And once I found out that he was speaking there, that Brock was coming and he was speaking there, I, I I wanted to go so bad and I I just couldn't make it. But, um, you know, I've I've watched that video. I must have seen it 10 times so far. And I, I keep pulling out little, little bits and pieces from it. And I swear I've been having like epiphanies just since you know because i'm making i'm making these chestahedrons all the time and i'm thinking about the relationships of the ratios and you know and how it all kind of goes back to the, you know the the golden ratio you know it's like it's almost like a, a manifestation of the golden ratio itself in car in, in art in a, in a three-dimensional form and it, it's it's seen all throughout the actual you know shape itself and it's it's so cool that talk that I'm, and it's really cool that you were able to be there for that man yeah, super cool. And uh, I've been recently um, researching like these ancient civilizations and, and megaliths and all these, you know, all this old buildings and structures and all this stuff that's like in the, you know, all this things that are so um, like unknown, like mysterious. But the, the one thing they kind of have in common between like, you know, the pyramids and, and, and the Aztec pyramids and 
Egyptian pyramids and then like, you know, Stonehenge and all these things is they all have to do with uh, geometry and, and all these different principles that we have kind of uh, forgotten about or lost more recently. So it's kind of cool to see, you know, there's this fluid connection of geometry throughout human history. And it, it's one of like the one things that's always been there. So it's really cool to anyone who's interested in that uh, stuff. Um, I've been digging into ancient history and uh, megaliths. So hit me up about that. I love that stuff. So cool. <laughs> yeah. So cool. So cool. Um, so yeah, man, I got a, uh, I have a chest of hedron for you, man. I'm going to, I'm going to send it, I'm going to send it over to you. So after the show, you'll have to, you'll have to give me an address for you. And, oh, uh, you'll, have, you'll be able to you'll have, you'll have some displays of sacred geometry right there on your, in your oh, office. Surely, man, that that's freaking rad. I, w- I would love that. I would, I would, I would love that. Thank you. Um, awesome. Cool. Well, thank uh, you so much man, for having me on and, and let me, uh, talk about prospectors. Uh, it, it, it's it's uh it's really cool for me. Just to, I'm excited about the game. I'm a, I'm a fan of it myself. So having the opportunity to be able to actually like represent the team and talk about this game that I already kind of love and wanted to play anyway is like so cool. You know. Yeah, killer! I can't wait. This is this is this is one that I'm uh, actually going to be playing. Most of them I I don't find enough time to play, but this one is is got me interested. So uh, where can people find the? I guess right now the next thing is for the early start tickets, the golden ticket for people to get to get to the magical land early. How do people get a golden ticket? What's the, what's the place to go see that? So you'll need a little bit of PGL in order to get PGL. You'll just buy some off an exchange like Udex. Um, you just basically log right onto the site at prospectors.io. You'll log on with scatter and you'll just, you'll just, um, so, you know, there's a spot there for the auction and there's a spot there for the golden ticket. So once you log on with scatter, you'll just, you can just buy a ticket and it will just, uh, and like you said, it's a simple asset, so it'll just be um, stored for you until uh, the game starts. And um, when, the, when the time comes, you'll just be able to trade that trade that golden ticket in for uh, to board the ship to the to the prospectors and arrive three days early, as, cool. as the team says. Cool. So yeah, and and like I said, the auction's going on now. It's going on for about another two weeks. And so um, yeah, anybody who's interested in uh, you know getting in the game and having a little bit of uh, sort of a head start, having yourself some tools to, to sort of start the game, go go and get yourself a little a little set of tools from the auction. Um, also right on the site, prospectors.io. Um, and, you know, you'll need some PGL to take part. And um, you can just buy yourself some tools or a researcher set or, or an entire building. Killer, killer. Um, and on my end, this is the uh, EOS Writer Podcast Day. So, we had we had had an interesting. Uh, we're teaming up with the EOS Rider. We'll just make it quick. The EOS Rider and the EOS Podcast. We are merging, and we're going to do something uh, awesome together. So uh, the EOS EOS Rider Podcast. Uh, we're we're figuring all that out, but uh, keep so an cool. eye open for kind of how this pans out. But we're going to combine resources, team up like we would in uh, prospectors, and uh, make some really cool stuff happen. Um, the plan is to be a big community resource for quality information about you know what's going on in the EOS uh, blockchain. That's awesome. Yeah. So the EOS Rector partnership, man. Yeah, That's, for sure. Awesome. For sure. Well, Kenny, Kenny's doing big things over at the EOS Rider, and uh, so this podcast, um, 
also is a podcast. It's not just a fun YouTube channel. It is a podcast so that people can listen. So you can listen while you're driving to work or while you're sitting in traffic or maybe even while you're supposed to be working, maybe while you're blowing glass. I listen to you when I'm working every time you make a show. I I have it while I blow glass. Uh, That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Good to hear. And uh, I also have a proxy, Mr. Happy Money Proxy, if you're looking for someone to vote on your behalf, Mr. Happy Money Proxy. And I vote for block producers that are transparent, empowering, and building together. Those are the uh, what I look for. So, um, And I've interviewed most of block producers, so that's the thing. That's it, that's the show for today. Uh, it was rad to talk to, Bones, rad project, that's man. Awesome. Thanks so much, bro. Yeah. I had a great time, man. Cheers. Peace, brother. The money is not the prime asset in life. Time is, and uh, your time is. Just